Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is episode six of the Fitness Journey podcast. All right, uh, I'm Tommy Pimatico. Today, joining me is my good friend Doug Doolin. Doug, say what up. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Doug. <laughs> All right. So, for, um, for those of you who know Doug, you know who he is. Good guy. Um, great, great personality. Um, I met Doug a couple years ago through Immortal Fitness, through fitness, uh, meeting him was uh, an awesome part uh, that has become an awesome part of my life, meeting multiple people through him, um, just well as just, you know, developing myself as an athlete in the sport of CrossFit. He was definitely made a major impact on that. Um, for those of you who know him, he loves muscle-ups, and that was something I was not good at and something I had to get good at so I didn't have to hear him talk. Um, so before, you know... Um, we get into all that good stuff. You know, the first question is always going to be the same. Where did uh, fitness begin for him and how it positively has impacted his life from then to now? So, Doug, let's talk about your first experience with fitness. What's up, everybody? It's the Muscle Up King. Um, when I think of fitness it, early on in my life, it was it was not, not positive. The, f- the first experience I have of it was I played eighth grade football, and I was terrible. And I remember standing at the bottom of the hill at Annam Dorner Middle School in Ossining and everyone's running up this hill flying and I remember I'm just dying I'm getting up halfway up the hill I start walking coaches yelling at me and I just remember playing doing those and I was just like this is horrible how do people do this this is not fun it's like 95 degrees I'm sweating like I want all I want to do is chug a gallon of water but I continued the football season I played it out and obviously that was my my final football season um, because fitness at that point, I, I wasn't interested. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I wanted to do cool things. But that was was definitely my first experience of fitness was was running those hills. And obviously, it evolved, you know, throughout my life. Um, it evolved. I was a big baseball player, so baseball was was huge to me because obviously, the, not as much cardio. There's no hills involved. But you know, we ran like when I when I was playing baseball, I would do my running. I was a pitcher, so we would throw maybe you know 100 pitches a game, 120 pitches a game. High school, you know, probably about 100. And after the game, you know, the next day would be a long run. And then throughout the week, we would do some running. And it was just more slow-paced, get the lactic acid out stuff. And it was, it was always for baseball, though. I never, I never worked out for uh, personal growth or personal gain or, you know, to look good or anything. I just did it because I just wanted to be good at baseball. Um, so, you know, I did all that running and then eventually – built myself up, made it to play college baseball. And, you know, then it was 6 a.m. workouts and it was, you know, all these type of workouts, but it was always because of baseball. I wouldn't, I did not go there for any reason. I did it because I didn't want to get kicked off the team. So I was probably at that point in my life, I remember our training, uh, our, con- our conditioning coach in uh, St. Rose was like really like when CrossFit had just started, um, you know, or fast fitness, whatever. He had us doing things like power cleans. I remember we were doing power cleans uh, one day in the, in, in the gym and at 135 and I, I think I could do maybe two reps it was I was definitely last place in almost every single fitness category in baseball but I was a good pitcher I, you know I could throw hard and I had some good stuff I was a starter but um, fitness wise it was god awful and I hated it I, I did not want to show up at 6 a.m. I wanted to stay up late um, you know and, and do things because I, I had a, a different college experience outside of baseball it was like almost like a um, Jackal and Hyde type person, but um, yeah, I mean that, that's my early early memories of, of fitness, and it was not positive. It was mostly for something. I just wanted to do it for sports, but other than that, I hated it. 
Um, yeah, so I know you, and so I've known that was kind of the thing, that you weren't really into fitness. What's interesting, though, is, like, most athletes get into fitness because they want to get better at the sport. Did you see it more as of, like, I just got to show up so coach doesn't yell at me and I can just move on and get to the next game? Or, like, was there ever a point? I, I mean, based on what you're saying right now, it didn't seem like there was a point in your life in the early stage where it was like, okay, this is going to get me better at pitching. Let me really dig into this. It was more so, like, I just got to show up and get through. Yeah, so pretty much uh, all I wanted to do was pitch. I didn't want to do anything else. And, and, and when I was younger, I was naive. I didn't, I didn't think about anything past college. Like, I, I was a good pitcher. You know, I occasionally would have scouts at the games when, you know, I was pitching against someone good. And I, I was decent. I could throw, like, 86, 87. And I just never really had that, um, that drive to be better. And I, I think it was because there was a lot of other stuff going on in my life at that specific time. But um, mostly, yeah, it was mostly me trying to just be able to pitch every Saturday. That's all I wanted to do. As long as I was able to be on the mound on a Saturday, pitching, like striking people out. Like, I loved it. Like, I, I, it was electric. When I was on the mound, I had a lot of fun, and I was a pain in the ass to a lot of people probably. But, I, you know, it was like being on the mound, I felt like somebody. You know, I felt like, you know, I, I was important because you get the ball every, every pitch. You know, everyone's on, eyes are on you. Um, but outside of it, you know, there was there – was, you know, other things going on in my life that, you know, we'll probably talk about. But um, at that point, it was just get by. I just wanted to get by, pitch every Saturday, and, and party. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, talk us through college baseball and, um, you know, how it led to some circumstances in your life, whatever you feel comfortable speaking with, and um, and how it changed you as a person. And, like, let's let's dig into that. So there's probably two aspects of um, what college baseball did for me. Um, one good, one very good, one very bad. Um, when I first started baseball, you know, you go to college and, uh, you know, I, I went there to play baseball. But, you, you know, when you had, you had these dreams as a kid, like of going to college, partying, drinking and doing all this stuff. And, and for me, I think that baseball was important, but I also really was into I wanted to, I wanted to drink and, and have fun and and party. So, like, time management, you know, is the one thing I think that was positive of baseball, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. practices, you know, having a full schedule of school, getting by with that, passing classes, and then part of my friends. So, like, I always had to manage my time well. Um, but as I got into my, probably my, there was an early junior year of baseball, I uh, I was probably, I was number two at the time. We had this, another kid in our team that was a stud, Dave uh, Batchelder. He was the number one, and we were both really good, and um, I would throw like 130 pitches a start, and after the games, um, I, you know, had a couple friends on the team. We would start doing, uh, we were doing Oxycontin as a, a thing to kind of, um, like, make your arm feel better. So for me, it wasn't like, I, I want, the, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go the next day and go for a long six-mile run and clear the lactic acid out. For me, to feel better, I just started doing pain pills, and, um, and it, you know, it started out super super casual it was like you know doing them on a Sunday like I didn't know any better I'm, I'm 19 years old 20 years old and I'm just kind of like this feels good my arm doesn't hurt like I'm, I'm able to pitch again in five days without having to do any of the hard stuff you know I'd still do the running but it would be you know much much slower pace so you know I started doing that um occasionally on the weekends I would I would do that you know and I was still pitching really well and this is my junior so I'm doing well junior I would do it once a week so junior I, I ended up you know, I think I was like 15th, 16th in the nation, Division Two in ERA, pitching really well. Um, you know, occasionally doing Oxycontin on a Saturday or Sunday after a start, and, and and that was about it. 
then that that summer, um, I think that's where 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 everything really went downhill. Was was junior year into senior year. I, I played for a uh, a college baseball t- like summer team up in um and it was in Albany. We played it was it was the NYCBL at the time. I think it's like the perfect game league now um, for the Albany Dutchmen. And and we had kids from all over the country. I had kids from University of Miami. We had kids from Coastal Carolina. We had kids from UC Davis, like California. We, we had kids from all over the country on the team. It was it was like a legit league. And there was I met a few kids um, who had a background like me um, that summer on on my team, and we we kind of like grew, become really good friends. And then that's when I started really just like there was no school, there was nothing holding me accountable, and it was really just we were just getting high every day um, before every game, like after games, like started you know three times a week, four times a week, five times a week. Um, really started digging deep into it for. For, for quite some time and then and, and it got got to the point where I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing it was almost like it felt good I didn't realize at that time no one tells you that you know you get addicted to this stuff um, so that summer I really really started going going downhill into like a, a spiral of just all I did was get high and play baseball and I started to not be as good as a pitcher uh, as you can imagine you know started, started going a little bit downhill I still was pretty good I was still able to throw and you know I probably velocity went down a little bit but um, then I got to senior year and I, I did okay. Like, but I didn't care about baseball at this point. I, it was, it was like, it went from junior year where I love baseball. I love being on the mound. It was electric every game. Like I couldn't wait to pitch to senior. Year, it was like, I can't wait for this game to be over so I can go get high. Um, and I, you know, I was before my game senior year, I was, I was, I was getting high before games. I mean, I, on the bus, like in the, in porta potties, like I was just pitching college baseball and not in a good state. And, it was it was a, it was a rough time for me, but you know I got through I got through that my, that senior year, and then um, um, I don't know how far we want to go into it now, but yeah, after my senior year, it was just it got worse, you know. So obviously, no fitness, no baseball, nothing. It was just straight no school, and all I wanted to do was was do drugs at that point. So my life, I had a lot of all these bad influences and and, and bad things going on that that uh, you know were were running my life. So it was it was uh, it was definitely a, a tough time, and, and eventually. I mean, we'll get to it. Is is where fitness changed that that whole uh, mindset and the whole lifestyle for me. It was it went from drugs and alcohol, you know, to to f- muscle ups and burpees, you know. So like it's uh it's been, it's been a ride, but you know, went through some uh, the college baseball was was up and down. There was it was some good times and then some really really bad ones. Yeah, and it takes a lot to be able to talk about that, and I respect it. Um, I think a lot of people, um, you know, can really you know, look up to you in that sense of being able to overcome that. That's not an easy thing to do, which we now know you are on the other side of it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very easy to fall into that, that cycle. That's not something that's hard to do, um, especially at a young age. Like you said, with no responsibilities, the college team keeps you intact with the schoolwork and the workouts. But then, you, you know, summer is different. Um, you come back a different person. You start doing things. You're meeting people that have the same interests in you. And it's very, very easy to fall down that path. And I've seen it, of course, at this age, um, everyone has. Um, so, yeah, let's, if, let's talk through that. Now, you, you know, you finish senior year and you're like, all right, well, after senior year, everyone gets a job and has to do their thing. Like, what's going on for you after senior year of baseball? Yeah, so uh, once, <laughs> once senior year of baseball is over, it's, it, it's probably the worst six months of my life. Um, because there's no accountability, nothing. You're supposed to get a job. I didn't want a job. I, I wanted money, but I didn't want a job. Um, so it was it was it was a tough time where I was working like 
part-time jobs, whatever I could just to make money to, to get high. You know, I would like, it was, it was just a whole scenario. Where I was just like bribing for money and I, I would just like became a, a, a terrible person. And, and, you know, God bless, you know, I had the, some the greatest parents in the world who helped me through a lot of this. Um, but you know, it was, it was a really, really, really hard time after that. Cause I had nothing to live. For. It was like, it was like almost like it, you play college baseball for four years and, and you live for that. You know, you lived for it. You lived for college. You live for your friends. Now you're back home and, and you have a drug addiction and your friends don't. And you're like stuck hanging out with, you know, different people that, um, you know, had the similar interests that I did. And, you know, so I lost, you know, I, I didn't keep in touch with my friends. I just became a, a completely different person. Um, and then I spent... I spent that six months really struggling, but uh, eventually, you know, I had gone to a couple of rehabs. I went to, finally went to a, a detox center in Danbury that um, was was good. You know, they, they, they helped me, you know, the first five or six days get off, you know, opiates. And then after that, I went to um, this place called High Watch in Connecticut and life-changing, life-changing place. Uh, it's like up in, it's, it's in like the mountains in Connecticut or on a hill in Connecticut. They call it up the hill or something. I remember being there for a month, 28 days. And I, I met a lot of people just like me. And, and it happened to be just, I think a good group of people there at the time that, you know, I still, I'm still in touch with, with some of those people now, um, you know, through Facebook or Instagram or whatever that, that just, there's some people that really wanted to change their lives at that point. And, and I saw a lot of people 30, 40 years old, still struggling with the same thing. I was 20, 22 this was 2012 2012 begin January 2012 I went into I went into this place and it you know I saw people 30 40 50 years old that were struggling with similar addictions to me and it was just like they talk about their lives and how you know they just wasted 30 years or they you know like they've been in and out of this place 30 years and I I, I, so I thought to myself I, you know I don't want that to be me I don't want that and you know it, it was tough it was definitely terrible I probably didn't sleep five six days and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life, but I, I truly believe that made me, you know, a stronger person, you know, by just going through that experience. And, and it was all my fault. Like, I don't blame anyone else for putting them, for being in the situation. I did it to myself, and, you know, it was mostly me being naive, but, I mean, I should have known better. I, I You know, I, I knew it wasn't right. I knew I shouldn't have been doing it, but um, it's all my fault, and, you know, and I... And I, I took that responsibility when I was at High Watch and I, and I was like, you know, this is, this is on you. No one else can help you. You have to do this yourself. So I spent 28 eight days there and then, then I moved to this place in uh, Connecticut on the border of New York. It's called um, the Beckley House. It was all like young kids like me in a halfway, it was a halfway house and we, we, I lived there for almost a year. Had a college degree. I started working at McDonald's just to make money and, and get a routine and have a job and, and then I worked for a cleaning company and I did what I had to do to, to make money to pay rent to, to live, you know, and, and it, they taught me how to be a man and how to, and how to have a, a routine and a life. So I, so I spent, you know, about, I think 10 months there plus the month, you know, it was almost a year of my life, do, you know, working on myself and I really needed it. And after that, um, that's when I came home and, and, and things were good. Things were really good. You know, I was, uh, I was healthy. I, I put on a lot of weight. I mean, I'm talking like I put on weight. I was probably like 165 when I went into rehab, I probably, but the end of the year, I was probably 215, 220 pounds. And I, you know, it was, it was not muscle. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was not muscle. It was, it was, I was jolly. Um, but you know, I was happy. I was healthy. I was, I was, I was sober and it was, it was phenomenal. And I, you know, I did all the things I had to do, moved home and I, and then I, I got a job and you know, I, I got a job and it, it, you know, that was the next step in my life. I got a job where I was working full days and then, um, 
that's when I was I got to the point where I was like, you know what, you got a job, you, everything's good. Like you haven't done, you've been over a year sober. Like you're doing all this good stuff. You know, no drugs, no opiates. It's time to like get yourself healthy. You know, like um, so my buddy had been going to a gym in in uh, White Plains, it was CrossFit Westchester. He's like, yo, he's like, yo, you got you got to go there. Like it's the workouts are crazy. It's fun. Like it's competitive. You'll love it. And I went there. I remember my first day, and uh, it was uh, Chris. Chris Guerrero was the coach. We were over there at uh, Westchester, and and the first workout it was like front squats. Everyone's doing front squats, and I remember I could not squat. Like I'm telling you, like I was, I had the bar. I was doing front squats with the bar, and I couldn't. I not even. I couldn't even get to push press length. Like I was, my squat was so bad. I had no flexibility. I remember like a couple days before it, I was doing like some push-ups in my room, and I was like, all right, gotta gotta get ready for it. And I was like doing a set of five, and I was gassed. And then I did these squats, and then everyone's doing this workout called um, what's 150 wall balls? Karen. Karen. So everyone's doing Karen, and then I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is these people are throwing a ball against the wall 150 freaking times. I was I was not interested, but I was like, you know what? Let me try it. I was like, let me try this. So I uh, he 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 made me do 50 wall balls, 50 sit-ups total. The 50 wall balls probably took me just as long as everyone doing 150, and then the 50 sit-ups, I just kind of flop down to the ground and flop back up 50 times and it was it and and i i was the next day i was i was in pain i was like i, I was like I, this was great i love this like it, it was fun like there was people there they were everyone was so nice they were encouraging like i was like no one cared that i could barely squat people were like it's all right that was like me the first day this was you know 2013 at some point and then a couple of days later i went back uh i started doing the on ramps because that was like the trial class and i did on ramps and then i remember the another the workout we did the next time was like kettlebell swings and i remember like i was using like a 18 pound kettlebell and it was hard like i remember just being in so much pain and just it's just i i don't there was something that clicked in me it was like you, you that there was just people around like cheering you on for lifting an 18 pound kettlebell it's like why are they doing this this is ridiculous like are these people actually nice or like what's is this like staged but everyone it was it was amazing to to get into that community and experience of um uh, of people that that wanted to see other people do well and that's kind of like what i felt like when i went to the high watch is like you got i got around a few people that wanted to see me do well wanted to see everyone do well it wasn't like it wasn't like baseball where you're you're competing like when i was playing baseball i didn't want the pitcher behind me to do well because i don't want him to take my spot but in this place it's like yeah there's competition but like everyone's doing well If if, if you push it yourself to the limit it's almost like everyone is just really happy for you and even if you just show up you just show up and do something that day. Everyone is it was super happy to to see you there, and it was it was it was life changing. I mean, it was it was probably the like the best moment of my life. Maybe maybe I was like not in great shape. Obviously, I was in terrible shape. Not great. I, mean, I don't even know why I said maybe I was in, I was in bad shape. I was at, I couldn't breathe. Like I wasn't strong at all. And um, but that first week of CrossFit was like it, it was almost like I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a part of this forever and you know here i am i don't know what was it over seven about seven years later still doing this crazy crossfit stuff that you know people are talking about but um i mean it was, it was life-changing the first time in the gym yeah and that's what this whole thing is about this whole podcast is honestly just about you know being able to positively impact people's lives and what fitness has done for them and what's done for me and everyone else you know it's more about your body image like a lot of people think fitness and they think oh they just like to look good but for you it was never ever even kind of on your mind I'm sure at one point you're like all right I gotta do something I'm a little overweight which is why a lot of people get into it 
but that's not what it was doing for you. Like we talked about before the podcast, like it was filling your void, like which you've just talked about. It was, you know, it replaced drugs. You found something that made you even happier and something that you could look forward to and something that actually allowed you to grow as a person and not drag you down. And, um, you know, that's just awesome. And I, you know, you see a lot of people, um, be able to do that and you see a lot of people not, um, I think, like, you're really just, like, a, you know, a lot of people can look up to you and use you as a mentor, and hopefully someone listens to this and it helps change their lives because that's really what it's about. Um, so, yeah, you go to Westchester, you start doing CrossFit, and then uh, how did how did you get into Immortal? Because I don't even know if I've ever asked you how I got you, how we got to, to meet, honestly. So, yeah, so I, I, let, me, let me talk a little bit about the um – the void uh, thing first, and, and I think that that's an important piece. Is, is like why do I keep doing fitness, and, and why is it is it so important to this day that you know I'm I'm in good shape, and I'm why do I keep doing this crazy stuff? And you know it it, it comes down to when I was you know first starting at, at Westchester that feeling um, and how it made me feel on a, on a, a daily basis, like the stress relief. And, and of course everyone comes here for, to look good and I, I want to look good. And, you know, like everyone makes fun of me. I work out without a shirt, but I love it. I like doing that. I like working out with no shirt on, but, um, it, it, it really like what it did for me mentally, it, it saved my life. And I, I can't really stress that enough. Like it, it, it literally gave me a positive outlet in my life. So it's like, I always, you know, people talk about like why do you do drugs, and and, and for me it was definitely part baseball um, and my arm hurting and just being into it. But you know, really was a self conscious uh, uh, thing that you know not feeling not good enough. It was but when you were on drugs, you felt like the man. You felt like you know you were somebody. And after I do a workout, I get that same exact feeling, but it's it's positive. It's a it's a, it's it's you know the only outlet you know that I have right now. It's like it's it's my life and and. and I couldn't see doing anything else, you know. It's a, it's like it's my hobby and I love it. Um, but it, it really is a, a a positive outlet, and that's that's why I keep doing it. And, and I'm, you know, I know there's a lot of people possibly that struggle in a similar situation. And and you know, I hope if they do listen to this, they can they can find that you know there's other stuff out there to do that's you know positive. Um, so after Westchester, I was at Westchester probably for a few years, and you know, I still had like. I don't, I don't want this to sound like my life's amazing because of CrossFit. It is, and, and it's, it's beyond my ball of dreams, but I still have my stresses and, and, and things going on in life. Um, so I, I, at one point, I was like, you know what I need to do is like, I want to move to South Carolina. I did. I, I, I literally got up from White Plains, and I moved to South Carolina. And I love South Carolina. It was 99 degrees and humid every day, sweating balls. Um, it was hot. I mean, it was, but it was, it was, it was amazing. Like I would live, live by the beach. I was at the beach all the time. I went to a really cool gym down there called Pale Horse CrossFit and the owner Caleb, I still in touch with him occasionally. He's an awesome guy. And they, they did, they did some outrageous workouts. I did some like wild things with them. He always, like the workouts was like RX would be like 185 on barbells all the time. And I, I just got real strong, but, um, I was, I was still like, I, when, when I started CrossFit, I was probably about 215. And then like, I, I hit like a, really good decline so I, I was probably at like 195 for a while I was, I was about 195 200 pounds for quite some time and and a lot of that was I didn't want to change my diet 
which is, you know, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, a struggle for a lot of people. And, and it was like, I, I was fit and, you know, and, and I had the, the positive outlet and the, the stress relief from the fitness, but I still didn't look great, you know, for me, how I felt. I, I know I still was self-conscious about how I looked and, um, but I went down there, got really, really strong and it was, it was um, a really good experience. But unfortunately, I just, I'm just not a Southerner. I just, I just couldn't live down there. It was hot. Like I didn't really find a great job, and it was kind of like me just running away from problems in life. And I realized that I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm running away right now. Like I'm just down there to, to hide. And, and it was like that's not how that's not that's an old Doug behavior, you know. That that that's not how I want to live my life. So I came back. I drove 16 hours. And uh, actually, no, that time I stopped in uh, Maryland. I saw a good friend of mine uh, down in Maryland. We hung out for a night. And then I then I drove back to New York the next day. And, and it was when I came back to New York. That's when I, I think I, my life got to the best point it's ever been. It's like I, um, I moved back to Austin. I was at my dad's for a little while, and I started working at Pleasantville High School here in the special ed department, um, where I've met you know some really good friends. And 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 you know another thing that's changed my life is, is working with these kids with disabilities um, and special needs. And you know I, I love it, and, and I can't see myself doing anything else. But I came back to New York, and I was looking for a gym. And people told me about, about Immortal, and I knew, and I was friends with Will Carter because um, I, I had been crushing him in workouts for quite some time. And uh, we were friends on Facebook, and I, I messaged him, and I was like, hey, um, I want to come check out Immortal, just because White Plains would have been like a 30-minute drive for my dad's. And I love Chris, and there, you know, there's other issues going on there, like um, I, had an, I had an ex that was still there, and, I, and it's stupid, but you know, I, that was, I didn't want to go back there. Um, so I heard about Immortal. I messaged Will. He's like, "Come by tonight. I'm coaching the I don't know six or seven o'clock class, whatever." There was I forget the class schedule over there behind Foley's. Um, so we uh, I went there. And I remember the workout was like power cleans, handstand pushups, and it was it was some really good people. I forget what was even in the class, but Will coached it. There was there was some awesome people in the class, and it was like it was just it just felt good. It felt right. You know, I, I really liked it. And then um, you know I I kept coming back, and then I met. You know this goofball Tommy Palms, and I started crushing him in workouts. So I was like, man, this, you know, this is this is fun. I'm beating everybody. Like this is this is the place I got to be. I'm looking at myself, top of the leaderboard. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I don't I don't I don't know if I was top of the leaderboard, but it was just amazing. I mean, I, that that's how that's what brought me here. Was I ended up being in Austin and working at Pleasantville, and just convenience really was the the first thing because you know I, I didn't know anything about Immortal at the time, um, but I mean I'm I'm glad I did. And once I came through Immortals, when I really fitness took off because I, I started to work with the kids with special needs and, and then like I started um, going to Immortal and, and then I decided to get on uh, I started intermittent fasting and then I then I just like really saw ridiculous fitness gains and, it, and it's it's been a ride since and it's like I fell in love with fitness all over again it was you know at the point where I did it just to feel good now I do it to feel good to look good and to like you know, compete and, 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 you know, not compete like Will, but, you know, compete like, you know, with Dan and Martin and, and Chris and, um, you and Tommy. Yeah. You know, and then, I, you know, people, everyone's heard about it. I, I have, you know, I have beaten Will Carter in, in multiple workouts. I just want that on the record. Will Carter has been beaten. Um, I think I'm two for 3000 against Will, but I will always remember the two. Yeah, I think the first workout I remember doing with you was obviously at the old gym. I believe it was a 5.30 p.m. class. And I was like, who is this guy? He's got all these tattoos. I'm just like, I've never seen this guy before, so I feel like I should know him by now. 
He comes up to me, he looks at the workout, and he's like, all right, it looks okay. It's, I had rowing push-ups in it. I don't think you've ever done a rowing push-up. This guy was like, this looks stupid. And I just remember you coming up to me after the workout and be like, those were hard. And I was like, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And I, I remember, like, looking at him, and I was like, this guy crushes muscles, but, like, he doesn't, like, look like he'd be anything special. Like, I, 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 that was my first impression. But he was, like, very fit, moved well. And um, I, I always remember busting his balls because uh, my man Frankie Jules used to kick his ass and this is an older guy who was very fit of course but you know a guy who's cranking out muscle ups at 26 years old like you would think and then he like he said he starts he started buying in hard to fitness the diet like he saw what Will was doing what Tommy was doing I was doing he was like all right and he started changing things up and that's when it was like okay Doug's no more longer this guy who just can just do muscle ups like he can move now and that's when that's when my fitness turned. I haven't talked about anyone on this podcast personally. Like Will Will, if you listen to that one, like he he made me a very different person. Like obviously like fitness wise, it was like I looked at this guy and I was like, Okay, whatever he does, I'm gonna do. Um, but also in the back of my head I was like I was never near Will Carter. Um but I, I just had a belief that he was just so above everyone and I was actually very good. It was just like I can't touch Will Carter. But Doug Dooling comes into the gym and he starts beating me in these workouts and I'm like, all right, so there's actually people out there who aren't just like freaks of nature who could actually beat me too. So seeing him, you know, and it was it was really muscle ups. Like I would kick his ass in a lot of things, but muscle ups, it was like I cannot beat this guy for the life of me. So I, you know, I had to just change everything I thought about fitness and it was like I need to get better at these skills and it like changed me as an athlete for sure. And, um, you know, we've had great times competing together and competing against one another. And it's been fucking awesome, me and this guy. Um, it's changed my life and it's positively impacted mine for sure. Um, I think it's, I think the gym has grown with him as well. Um, him being here, people are just happy. He's, no one's ever really unhappy to see Doug. You know, he's always just making people laugh and having a good time when he's here. And it's, it's always good stuff. He gets a little angry sometimes, and I put him back in his place. But other than that, he's always a good guy and making people laugh. And yeah, man, it's been awesome. It's been really good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this this place Immortal has been, you know, life changing for me as well. And and you know, obviously Westchester was the first place I went to, and that was life changing. And Pale Horse down in South Carolina, but but Immortal has been been different. Like it's like almost. You know, these people here are just like family, like seeing the people every day at 530. And it's, yeah, I talk trash, you know, to people and I, and I love it. And it's all love, you know, it's like guys like Fart and Martin, they just, you know, can't beat me. Um, but, you know, and, and it's, all, it's all a joke, you know, and I, and I love these guys. And I love seeing everybody do so well, especially when new people come in or people, you know, start losing weight or they get their first muscle up or they get their first uh, or they PR 2K row or stuff, you know, anything like that. And it's, it's unbelievable just to see people in a positive manner. It's like I, I don't think I've ever you know, really left Immortal Fitness, walked out and been like, wow, I, I that was not fun. Like that, I, every single time I walk out of here, I'm positive and I feel better. And like, just even, you know, people that go here make impacts on my life. Seeing, you know, guys like Bill Carter, 60 years old, crushing me in some workouts. You know, it's like guys like that. And it's like, it's like, wow, I can do this for another 30 years and, and, and still be in ridiculous shape like that guy. And then I got my dad to come here and, and he, my dad started coming here and he's crushing it. You know, he's, yet to beat me in any workout one time he beat me but i had a vest on so 
you know, he's he's close. He's close, but he's 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 doing unbelievable. And um, you know, it's just really good to see to share that experience with him because he, you know, he did so much for me in my life, and I'm glad that he's able to come here and 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 really enjoy it. And and there's you know so many people that you know I, I see on a daily basis here that that are amazing. You know, like Pam coming here and working out with Pam every day, and then seeing her like how how the progress she makes on certain things and her work ethic and doing handstand push-ups where she's against that wall three times a week, you know, no matter, you know, where she's at, like she was, she was doing that. And, um, and you got, you know, just anybody, just everybody that's here, 16 year olds, you got my, my man, Jake, that was coming here you know, in high school. And like, I wish, I wish, you know, this was me. I wish when I was 16 years old, 17 years old, I could, I could come to a place like this. Cause it's, it really is amazing. It's like, it's, I feel like it'd be life changing. Took me a long time to find it, but I mean, I found it, I think I found it at the perfect time in my life and it was you know, perfect for me, but, you know, and then going back to, to you talking about, you know, us competing and stuff, it's like, yeah, I, I helped you get better at these skills, but, you know, these stuff that I didn't want to do, I never wanted to row, I don't want to bike, you know, I don't want to do any of that, that stuff that's hard, I, you know, I'll run, running's not terrible, but Tommy Palms has me on the, doing 2k rows, 5k rows, like, no thank you, I mean, that stuff is, that, that, that stuff's real hard, but, you know, I appreciate you, you know, getting me out of my comfort zone, because I think that's all, that what this all is, you know, it's like, they always tell you, like, you, you're never going to change if you stay in your comfort zone, you know? And my comfort zone was always drugs, alcohol, uh, partying, you know, doing all this negative stuff. That was I felt comfortable doing that because it made me feel good and I didn't have to do anything. I just had to just drink or, or, or do drugs. That's all I had to do. Um, but then when I found CrossFit, it, well, first when I went to rehab, that, you know, that was uncomfortable. It was a really an uncomfortable experience and it was hard, but I bought in. I bought in and I... And, and I and it changed my life. And then I went to CrossFit and I bought in something that really made me feel uncomfortable. Like I was not good at fitness. I never really liked it. I, I all I wanted to do was just look better at the time. I didn't, I didn't know what fitness was going to do for me. Um, but I just wanted, I, I just wanted to try it. And I tried it and I was like, you know what? Keep going. You, this feeling feels good. I like these people. Just keep going. And, and it was getting out of the comfort zone. So I think if, if there's one piece of advice that I've, I've learned in my life and, you know, I'm not perfect at all. Um, but I have been through some things, you know, I'm only 31, but I feel like I've been through a few things that if my advice, one thing advice I can give to anybody that's listening to this is, is get out of your comfort zone. When you do things that are, make you feel uncomfortable, you see positive change, you know, like, so like everything I did, all those things to, to get me where I am today made me who I am today. Like I, I could easily be in and out of rehab right now doing, doing the wrong thing and, and, if it wasn't for fitness, number one, and, and getting out of my comfort zone and doing things that that it weren't easy for me, I, I don't think I'd be who I am today. And, and, and that's that's how I live my life is, is try to get out. And it's even with fitness too. Get out of your comfort zone. Like do row. You suck at rowing, row. You know, you suck at pull-ups, practice kip. Get better at them. You know, like put yourself in those situations. You know, if you hate it, do it. That's the, I mean, I, I work out a lot of people now, unfortunately, because this, this, you know, pandemic and all this crap and and I've been blessed that Tommy Carter and, and Immortal Fitness have, have given me, you know, equipment to work out with and and a, a, a group of people. I mean, like I'm, I'm working out with, you know, Dan Brown and I have my friend Olivia that works out with me and uh, Emily and, and um, Gina. They, you know, have a lot of people that I work out with that I met through fitness. And, you know, if I didn't have that, like, what would I be doing right now? You know, working out by yourself is, you know, it's okay. It's just different. You know, and I, I, I started fitness because of the group and 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 the feeling of being inside the gym and and working out alone is okay but working out with people is is is, is much better so I'm, I'm blessed to have met the people i don't think i talked about that at all either is the people that you meet in these gyms and it's i don't think it's just crossfit i think just crossfit has a a a, 
a better um, community yeah um, aspect than, than like an anytime fitness or anything that I think you could still do anything and I've, I always appreciate it. it's like I don't care if you do CrossFit like I, I think you any type of fitness will change your life and you know and it's better with friends but that's what it's given me fitness has given me people friends it's given me a positive outlet and 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 it's it's gotten me out of my comfort zone and made me a better person and i'm truly blessed that i found it and i hope you know there's more people out there that that listen to this and 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 really know that that fitness can change your life more than just getting a six-pack and big shoulders you know it's like it it really changed me as a person um inside more than outside and and outside's great too and it's it's good to it's good to look good also but it's not what I keep coming back for. I come back for for the feeling, you know, the the, the positive, the positivity, the community, the, the people, and 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 just the self esteem that I that I get from it. And, and I'm I'll be coming back until my until my legs and arms don't work. So, yeah, immortal. Sorry, I'm here for the long run. We'll be happy to have you, brother. Um, just wanted to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Love you. Love the love the story and uh, appreciate it. Last words. Thank you for listening to me. I'm sorry it was more serious than funny, but uh, you know sometimes you, you got to be serious. I can't be this funny all the time. You know if you want if you want to find funny, you know I'm starting a new Instagram thing where I uh, make fun of a show called 90 Day Fiance. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love you, Tommy, and you're the best. I, I appreciate you having me on here, and this is you know this is truly a blessing to be able to to be where I am at today and talk about how fitness changed my life rather than talk about. Um, drug addiction so you know uh i'm blessed and i'm really happy to be here thanks man